0: good morning church family my name is andrew one of the pastors here and if you know me you know that i'm a big baseball guy um if you know me you might know that i'm a big baseball guy but you might not know that i'm also a huge fantasy baseball guy so baseball is other than like god and family and a lot of other things baseball is my first sports love and so in my baseball world it goes baseball and then the minnesota twins and they're making the postseason praise the lord and then the Los Angeles Dodgers. That's my like baseball allegiance. Baseball first, so I'll cheer for any baseball. Some people are like, you're Minnesota, you have to be a Twins fan. I'm like, I am a Twins fan. Second, baseball is my first love, and then Twins, and then Dodgers. And we may just have a Dodgers and Twins World Series this year. That would be amazing. But regardless of what happens in real baseball, I am in the World Series right now this week in my fantasy baseball. Yeah? Some claps? Thank you i won it last year i'm in a league with 20 different people from college some old roommates and so there's a lot of personal pride that goes into winning and i am repeating this year i'm i today's the last day of fantasy baseball i'm in the world series against the guy that i beat in the world series last year and it's not looking good for me so if you could pray for me today to win my fantasy baseball league no you don't have to waste your prayers on that but what i was i, I was helped by something this year in my fantasy baseball world There was a player, I was playing this other team, and one of their best pitchers was suspended from his team for breaking his team's COVID protocol. He went out into some places without the proper precautions, and so the team disciplined him and suspended him and actually another pitcher for a few starts. And this benefited my team because they were benched. See, they had taken on the team's identity. They they had put that team's jersey on. And the team had some COVID rules some some things that this player had to align with and he didn't align with it so he got disciplined and ultimately he actually ended up getting traded later in the season that helped my fantasy baseball team but the point isn't to brag about my fantasy baseball team the point is to remind us that when we are a part of something there's there's a code of conduct right see this team had a code of conduct for their players and this player broke the code of conduct conduct therefore he was disciplined this is similar to the ten commandments and how they work for god's people the ten commandments work like a code of conduct for god's people for anyone who would claim to be a, a follower of christ a christian or a person of god there is a code of conduct, conduct that god has for us and really it's it's all of scripture but the Ten Commandments work as kind of a baseline code of conduct. Really, it's, it's how Jesus summarizes the Ten Commandments with love God and love others, right? That's the, the best summary for the code of conduct for a Christian. But then as you expand that out, what does it mean to love God and to love others? Enter the Ten Commandments. God gives us some ways that we can do that. The Ten Commandments work as ways of love for us, for God's people to live out. They're a code of conduct. Just like this player was disciplined for breaking the code of conduct. We're going to talk a little bit about that. God disciplines us for breaking his code of conduct. And I'm going to jump to the end here and, and even tell you that this player was traded for breaking the rules. If you are Christ, you're never traded for breaking the code of conduct. That was like my gospel punch at the end. But there you go. You get it up front. We'll come back to it. But the big idea for this morning, as we look at the third commandment, not taking the Lord's name in vain, the big idea is if you could uh, help me out, Sarah, this doesn't seem to be working. There we go. The big idea is that taking on God's name requires conformity to God's covenant in all of life. Taking on God's name requires conformity to God's covenant in all of life. Could you stand as I read the third commandment for us this morning? Exodus chapter 20, verse 7. You shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain. For the Lord will not hold him guiltless who takes his name in vain. Lord, I confess this morning that I break the third commandment often. I think I I likely break it daily. Lord, I confess that. I, I repent of it. Lord, your word says here that I will not be held guiltless for taking your name in vain and I'm convinced myself that I do it time and time again. So Lord, thank you for holding me accountable and in doing that, you you placed my guilt upon Jesus, my Savior. So I just personally thank you for that this morning, Lord Jesus, as we study this commandment, I pray that you would meet each one of us where we're at and lead us to where you desire us to be, to the place that we already are, in you, Christ. And in that place, there is fullness of joy and pleasures forevermore. We love you, Jesus. Have your way in us. Amen. Amen. You may have a seat. Well, most of us, if you've grew, grown up in the church and been around church for any period of time, or if this is newer to you, maybe you've heard this just through culture, that the third commandment means not saying, oh my God, or Jesus Christ, in a non-prayerful or non-respectful or non-worshipful manner or using omg in a text or on social media or whatever it is most of us and for most of my life i i just assumed the third commandment to not take the name of the lord in vain meant to not speak falsely about god or flippantly about god or to use his name as an expletive right and we see this all over our culture and a lot of christians think that's taking the lord's name in vain the breaking the third commandment i don't do that therefore i'm Good, and that's part of the third commandment. Not using God's name flippantly or as an expletive is part of the third commandment, but it's a very small and surface-level part of this commandment. In fact, I'm convinced that many people grab onto that portion of the commandment because they don't want to deal with the deeper part, the real part of the commandment, because this commandment is, is invasive, This commandment works its way into every nook and cranny of your life. Like the big idea says that taking God's name, or not taking his name in vain, but taking his name properly requires conformity to his covenant in all of life. To uphold the third commandment means that God gets say over everything. It's much easier to just not say OMG, right? Or Jesus Christ. As an expletive. I can do that. But really, the the heart of the third commandment is that God has the final say. For your life, in your life, in every decision, every thought, every action. Over the past couple weeks, we've been looking at God's covenant made to us and and what it means for us to, to align with his covenant. And this is it really comes to to head here in the third commandment. To understand the all-consuming nature of the third commandment, we need to look at Exodus 19, verses 4 through 6. We've been in this passage quite a bit here in the Ten Commandments, so this is key to understanding it. So look at Exodus chapter 19, starting in verse 3 with me. We're going to look at verse 3 through 6 once again. While Moses went up to God, the Lord called him out of the mountain, saying, Thus you shall say to the house of Jacob, and tell the people of Israel, Israel. Now, to really understand the third commandment, look at verse 4 in the middle part here. I'll start at the beginning. It says, You yourselves have seen what I did to the Egyptians. This is God leading his people Israel out of Egypt and then collapsing the Red Sea on the oppressive Egyptian army. And then he says, And how I bore you on eagles' wings. How I bore you on eagles' wings. That same Hebrew word for bore there, is the same word used in the third commandment, to not take the Lord's name in vain. So Exodus 19.4, God says, I bore you on eagles' wings, I took you upon myself, I carried you out of Egypt, I carried you out of slavery, I carried you out of your oppression, I saved you, I put you on my shoulders, and I carried you out. I bore you out of Egypt. Exodus 20, verse 7, you shall not bear the name of the Lord your God in vain. You shall not take on the name of your Lord the Lord your God in vain. See in Exodus 19 verses right in that section verses 3 through 6 God is saying here's the covenant. I've made a covenant with you and I I delivered you out of Egypt. I put you on. And now since you're my people I've made a covenant with you now you're not to bear my name in vain or take my name in vain vain. See, it starts with God's action for us. Not our action for God, God's action for us. I took you upon myself. You were stuck. You were enslaved. You were oppressed. You were beaten. You were abused. You were surrounded in this culture with all these pagan gods. And so he has come, and he has already said, I, I took you out of Egypt." Have no other gods before me. You're surrounded by all these other gods. Have no other gods before me. There are real spiritual beings in the world that will seek to deceive you and destroy you. Don't worship them. Worship me, Yahweh, your one true God. And don't don't make me into an image. Don't worship something created with hands. Don't worship creation. Worship me, the creator, the Lord of heaven and earth. I took you out of slavery. I took you out of Egypt. And now I'm placing my name upon you. See, because Yahweh bore Israel out of Egypt, Israel was to bear Yahweh's name to the nations. God reveals his name to Israel in Exodus chapter 3. In the burning bush, he reveals it to Moses. And Moses says, how am I supposed to go into Egypt where, where your people, the Hebrews, are enslaved and there's all these other gods, all these, all these other idols? If I go in there and say, God has told me, to lead you out of Egypt, they're going to say, well, which god? Which idol? And, and, and so Moses is like, okay, I, I hear your voice. You're the first god I've heard audibly. You're the first god that showed up to me in a in a burning bush. You seem to be more powerful than these other gods that I saw the Egyptians using for their own benefit and their own oppression and their own false worship. But, but what am I supposed to tell Israel? And he says, I am that I am. His name is Yahweh. This is the name of the Lord. So in your Bibles, when you see capital L-O-R-D, that refers to Yahweh, the name of God. Lowercase L-O-R-D just means master or Lord. So there's people in the Bible who aren't God, and, and the, the term Lord is used of other people, and it just means that they're the master or the boss or the employer. The cap, or The lowercase L-O-R-D is also used for God, Because he is our master, our Lord, our boss, our employer, but he's also capital L O R D, Yahweh. I am that I am. And so God tells Moses, go into Egypt and tell the Israelites that Yahweh is going to lead you out of slavery, that Yahweh is going to bear you upon his shoulders, and like an eagle, he's going to fly you out of oppression, out of slavery. And now because he has done that, your job is to wear Yahweh's name. It's to take on the name of Yahweh. It's to bear the name of Yahweh to the nations. You Israel, my chosen people, my covenant people, the people of the Ten Commandments. See, the Ten Commandments are good for society, but they're not given to society. They're given to God's people. It's really good for Christians to keep that in mind. That God gives instructions, loving instructions to His people, to His covenant people, and yes, it would be great if His instructions, His covenant law, was lived out in the general society. But our job as Christians is not to impose God's law on society. Our job as Christians is to 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 sit underneath God's law and to say we're His covenant people. It, it's our responsibility, our job, to do this in our communities. See the church the people of God, Israel in the Old Testament. Now, the people of God, the church in the New Testament, we're like a city within a city. This world is not our home. This family is your home. We will be united for all of eternity with God, our Heavenly Father, and Jesus, our great Savior, and the Holy Spirit empowering us with this glorious worship with people of all different tribes, tongues, languages, cultures, nations. And and, and so God, because he took this one nation, Israel, out of Egypt, he bore them out of slavery. He said, now your job is to bear my name, the name of Yahweh, the one true God. I am that I am, the God who's above all other gods, to the nations. The world will see what Yahweh, the creator God, is like by looking at Israel. Israel. That's what it means to bear the name of the Lord. See, if you are a follower of Christ, you bear God's name, and you either represent him well, or you represent him poorly in all that you do. In his book on the Ten Commandments, Peter Leithart says, Speaking or silent, active or passive, we bear the name of God all the time in everything that we do. Every sin is a violation of the Lord's holy name. The name he shares with us, do you feel the weight of his name to reduce the third commandment to something as shallow as saying oh my god or jesus christ or omg is to try and escape the all-encompassing all-consuming nature of what it means to be the people of god see i think one of the realities that that we deal with if you grew up in american christianity one of the realities that you've grown up in is that we like to make god manageable like the third commandment, not saying, oh, my God, or Jesus Christ in an expletive manner or an empty manner. I can do that. But I'm not going to give God authority over my money. I'm not going to give God authority over my vacation. When I go on vacation, I do what I want. I'm not going to give God authority over my politics. I'm not going to give God authority over my neighborhood. I'm not going to give God authority over my career decisions. I won't take his name in vain. I won't say Jesus Christ in an unworthy manner, but, but my life is mine. So I'm, I'll, I'll keep God in my little box. I'll check off that I fulfilled the third commandment. And maybe I'll let God dabble in my life. And see, church family, this third commandment is God claiming all of us. Now, Let's move into just some practicalities of this now. Because the name of Yahweh is substantial, it shouldn't be used in an unsubstantial manner. This is, this is what many of us grew up hearing, and it's true. It's not to be taken in vain. Because Yahweh's name is substantial, it's not to be used in an unsubstantial manner. What does it mean to take his name in vain? Well, it means to use his name for the sealing of oaths. Oftentimes in this ancient culture, and even here now today, you'll hear people say, Oh, I swear to God. I swear to God I'll be there. I swear to God I didn't do it. I swear to God it's not my fault. That is taking God's name in vain. It's using His name for something that you haven't really thought through. Or maybe you've really thought it through, and all the different pagan nations, especially remember Israel coming out of Egypt, they were familiar with the Egyptians using all their all their lesser than gods, all their smaller Elohim, all their spiritual beings, all their idols to seal oaths. Well, I swear upon Baal that this is gonna happen. And so part of not taking God's name in vain is not, not promising something, that you don't have control over, that you can't deliver, and then using God to justify that promise or making God look bad because you say, I swear to God, I'll do it. And then you never show up. Anyone guilty? All right, secondly, what does it mean to take the Lord's name in vain? It means to just disregard or disrespect the name of Yahweh. Now, now, most of us don't use the term or the name Yahweh. We use God, which is Elohim, and God is an Elohim. God is a spiritual being. One of God's names is Elohim. God, by the way, has about 100 different names throughout Scripture because he's multifaceted. He has a different name. For, he, he's one God, three persons, but many different names because he's all-encompassing. And so Elohim is what we often refer to God. Oh, he's God, he's God, he's God. His name is Yahweh. And so part of how we take his name in vain is to disregard or disrespect it. And, and that's when you just use it empty. Like to disregard the name of God is to say, OMG, oh my God. Or just use it in a flippant way, in a, in a, in a way that just doesn't give him depth and meaning and substance because he's substantial. Part of taking his name in vain is just throwing it around, oh God. No, nobody says, Oh, Yahweh. Right? We use the Elohim name. Or disrespect, this is when you use it as an expletive. When you hit your finger with a hammer and you throw the hammer and you use the name Jesus and the title Christ, but not in a prayerful, worshipful, exalting manner. When somebody cuts you off on the road, you might stick up your middle finger and say, O-M-G. That, that's disrespectful. It's not worshipful. It's not using God's name, God's nature in a, a manner of respect. But the third, and I think the biggest one, that we mostly neglect within the Christian church is that to, to take his name in vain means to misrepresent his character. See, it's pretty easy to do one and two. You, you see one and two in our culture a lot. I swear to God, oh my God, Jesus Christ. But the third one, most Christians I know uphold the first two. Semi-well. But the third one? Wow. This applies to what you post on social media. It can either bear Yahweh's name well, or it can take Yahweh's name in vain. This applies to how you speak to your kids, parents, how you speak to your children. can either bear Yahweh's name well, or it can take his name in vain. Kids, teens, adult kids, how you speak to or about your parents can either bear Yahweh's name well, or it can take Yahweh's name in vain. What you say and how you act towards those that you disagree with can either bear Yahweh's name well, or it can take Yahweh's name in vain. Republicans. How you speak about Democrats, can either bear Yahweh's name well, or it can take Yahweh's name in vain. Democrats. How you speak about Republicans can either bear Yahweh's name well, or it can take his name in vain. Third party. Great. Don't get caught up in the fight. It's not an endorsement of a party. If you think Jesus' church is dependent on a certain political party keeping power or a different political party getting power, it's very likely you're taking God's name in vain. If you spend more time scrolling social media, binging news shows, does anyone do that? Binging shows or listening to the news, watching the news, listening to talk radio than you do in God's word, in prayer, it's very likely you're taking God's name in vain. How you use your money can either bear God's name well or take his name in vain. How you use your house can either bear God's name well or it can take his name in vain. How you go on vacation either bears God's name well to the world or it takes his name in vain. How you speak about an ex spouse either bear God's, bears God's name well or it takes his name in vain. How you speak about a co worker, how you speak about a boss, how you interact with your neighbor, how you brush your teeth. I don't know if it's that extensive. What you think about well, you brush your teeth. What you think about the food. At a restaurant, how you interact with the server, how you drive. Well, if you don't have a fish on your car, you can drive how you want because people aren't gonna say, oh, they're a Christian and they just flicked me off. Just kidding, that's not an out. I don't have a fish on my car because I don't wanna bear the Lord's name poorly, but I don't flick anyone off when I get cut off. But, but do you see this? It, it's all extensive. Do you feel the weight the responsibility of bearing God's name. Because I took you out of slavery, he says to Egypt, I've placed my name upon you, and you are to be my representatives to the world. And now church, New Testament Christian, because I died in your place on your behalf, because I took your sin, because I bore your sin upon my shoulders, I've now given you my name, and you go out into the world as my representative. And so because Israel failed to bear Yahweh's name. Can we go to the next slide? Because Israel Israel failed to bear Yahweh's name, God sent Jesus to bear his name, to bear the sins of Israel, and to place his name upon the nations. Do you, you see what's happening here biblically? God delivered Israel out of slavery, led them to the promised land, Exodus 19:4. I bore you out of Egypt on eagle's wings. Exodus 27, now you bear my name. Don't take it in vain. Don't, don't put my name on in vain. Don't misrepresent me to the world. I, I, I've saved you. I've redeemed you to be a blessing to the nations of the world, to be the representatives of God to the world, as Hebrews 19 says, to be a kingdom of priests in a holy nation. How did Israel do? Failed, 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 failed. God gave them political power and prominence, and they got proud, and God had disciplined them and sent them into exile in Babylon. God gave them the Ten Commandments. They said, All that Yahweh has said, we will do. Moses goes back up on the mountain. They create a golden calf. They start worshiping the golden calf. They're kings. King David, great King David, he's an adulterer, a murderer, a liar. A liar. And so because Israel failed to bear Yahweh's name, God sent Jesus to bear his name. This is what we mean when we say often at Park Community Church that he lived the life that we couldn't. Jesus fulfilled the third commandment. All the commandments, all of the law. That's what he tells us in Matthew 5.17 that I came not to abolish the law but to fulfill it. But because Israel failed, Jesus, God sent Jesus, the Messiah, to bear his own name. My people failed. My people can't do it. They continue to misrepresent me to the nations, and so I've sent a new man, the man, the son of man, Jesus. He will bear my name. So when you read the Gospels and you see how Jesus interacts with broken people, that's how you bear the name of God to a hurting world. When you read the Gospels and you see how Jesus reacts to religious people, that's how you bear the name of Yahweh to a watching world. When you read the Gospels and you see that he loves the oppressed, the broken, the cast out, the prostitute, the the leper, that's an example of how God's people are supposed to bear God's name, the name of Yahweh, to the world. And so because Israel failed, Jesus came to bear his name, to bear the sin of Israel, and to place His name upon the nations. I love how Isaiah 53 says this. One of my favorite passages in Scripture. It says, "Surely this is a prophecy about Jesus before Jesus came." It says, "Surely He has borne," same Hebrew word used in Exodus 19:4 and Exodus 27. So God says, I, "I bore you out of Egypt on eagles' wings. I took you out of Egypt. I carried you out of Egypt." And now I'm placing my name upon you. You're taking my name to the nations. You're bearing my name to the nations. You're carrying my name to the nations. You failed. Therefore, I sent my son, Jesus, to carry my name, to bear my name, to take my name, to take your sin upon himself. Same word. Surely he has taken our grief. He has borne our grief. He has carried our grief and our sorrows. And by his wounds, we are healed. You see this, church? We're not healed by our fulfilling of the third commandment. We're incapable of fulfilling the third commandment, and so God sent somebody who was capable. Another poignant place in Scripture that talks about this is Philippians chapter 2, verses 8 through 11. It says, speaking of Jesus, him being found in human form, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. Therefore God has highly exalted him and bestowed on him the name that is above every name so that at the name of Jesus every knee shall bow in heaven and on earth and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is the Lord to the glory of God the Father. See, the name of Yahweh has been carried, protect, protected, and preserved by Jesus. The name of above all names because you and I are incapable israel was incapable we are incapable but here's the good news unlike the baseball player who i mentioned at the beginning who got suspended and then ultimately traded from his team for breaking his team's covid guidelines if you're in christ your failure to live up to the biblical code of con- conduct does not get you traded it might get you disciplined it will in fact Scripture tells us that that discipline is for our good, for our growth, that it would produce in us godliness. And so like this team suspended the player for a couple days, that, that might happen. God might say, because you continually misrepresent me in this arena of life, I'm going to take that from you. Because the American church has misrepresented me in so many areas, maybe God might take that from us in the future. That's Okay. His kingdom grows regardless of if we have the the ability to worship publicly. I don't want that to happen. I love this. But church, don't, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid of God's discipline. Don't be afraid of God's correction. Don't be afraid of God's liberty and freedom. Follow it. Trust him. Submit to him. See, the name of Yahweh, God's name, remember, it's carried, protected, and preserved by Jesus. That's why every week at Park Community Church, we come back to him and say, it's all about you, Jesus. And this isn't to just beat ourselves up. We're we're incapable, 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 because he gives us his spirit and empowers us to live a new life. But church family, I don't want you to be despondent and destroyed when you realize, oh, I broke the third commandment again. I had a thought of hate about somebody that I disagree with, and I verbalized that. You broke the, ten, the third commandment. My kid frustrated me, and I lost my temper with them. You broke the third commandment. I saw something that I disagree with. I got angry, and I lashed out. You broke the third commandment. But remember, Jesus is the one who carries, preserves, protects the name, places the name of Yahweh back upon you and says, I'm not trading you. I'm not kicking you out of this family. I'm not trading you off this team. You are mine. I've placed my name upon you. Because here's the truth, church family. Last last point here before we go to communion. Can we go to the next slide, please? Is that all humanity bears the image of God, right? We talk about this a lot as a church. that We are created in the image and likeness of God, all mankind, but only the new humanity, those who are born again, those who are baptized into what? The name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Only the new humanity, only Christians, only God's covenant people bear both the image and the name of God. All of mankind, however different you may be from somebody culturally, politically, socioeconomically, no matter how depraved somebody may be in their worship of idols or other gods, Or how depraved you may be in your own worship of self and comfort and convenience. All of mankind created in the image and likeness of God. But only those who come to God through Jesus Christ take on his name. And so church family, that's us. If you are in Christ, you are both an image bearer and a name bearer. How you live matters. What you say, what you think, what you do, it communicates to the world what Yahweh is like. Praise God, he continues to expand his kingdom through the work of Jesus Christ in spite of our failures. But church family, keep in mind that you bear both the image of God and the name of God. And this morning as we take communion, I I don't want you to take communion now, we, you can take communion however you want, however the Lord is leading you this morning. Sometimes communion ought to be a, a somber reflection. But this morning, I hope for communion to be to be a Sabbath celebration. Because as we see the depth of our depravity, the weight of bearing the name of God, and how we all fall short, how we all take his name in vain over and over and over again in daily ways that—, that are just hard to change. I want us to be reminded that Jesus came to carry, protect, preserve the name of Jesus, that he is the name above all names. And in him, we are forgiven. Amen? In him, the law has been fulfilled. And so I want you to walk out of here this morning in freedom, not feeling the, the, the guilt Of your breaking of the third commandment. But feeling the joy of the fact that the guilt of you breaking the third commandment was placed upon the son of God. And now you get to walk in freedom. You get to obey the third commandment. You get to go out into a hostile, divided, hurt, broken world and bear the name of Yahweh. You get to go out as agents of love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, self-control because of who Jesus is and what Jesus has done. Let me pray. And then as we go into the last song here, why don't you just take communion as you feel led and ready, remembering that Jesus protected, preserved, and carried the name of Yahweh in your failure. And then he placed the name of Yahweh upon you with his seal. And nothing will ever change that. Let's pray. God, we thank you for having a holy name. Yahweh, I am that I am. You are like no other. You are holy. You are other. You placed that name upon Israel, and now you place that name upon the church. It's our job and responsibility to carry that name to the world. But Lord, you know our failures more than anyone else, more than ourselves. And so you took initiative to carry that name, to protect that name, to preserve that name. Jesus, you lived the perfect life. You died a sinner's death, and now we're the benefactors of that. So Jesus, thank you for carrying the name, protecting the name, preserving the name, and continuing to place it upon us, but in a redemptive way. We love you that you would have your way in us. In Jesus' name, amen.